It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's show. On today's show, we're going to take it back, do a little bit of throwback Reds as we go all the way back to 1882. We're, we're going to look at the Reds in the American Association, but specifically want to focus on that first year, the championship year for the Cincinnati Red Stockings. Going to talk about that here in just a minute. But if you don't already, you should subscribe. Hit that button that says subscribe on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked on Reds on uh, Twitter. I've also got a Facebook page for the podcast and an Instagram page, things that I'll be doing more updating of as the year goes along. Not a whole lot going on on the Facebook and Instagram page, but that's going to change here soon. Also, save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. And I'm excited to announce that next week, the first episode of next week, which will be released on Monday, I have a chat with John Bitzer, the guy who co-founded BaseballTradeValues.com. Got a really great talk with him, talking about what kind of drove him to make the website. It's sort of a third-party resource, not not really owned by any one team. It's not league-affiliated or anything like that. But it's a really good talk that I have with John Bitzer coming up on Monday's podcast. But for today, we're going to go way back in time. You know me, I, I love doing the really, really old Reds history, and especially looking back at the American Association. It was intriguing. I mean, if you don't know, obviously the Reds are the very first ever professional baseball team, first team to ever pay their players. And they were in the National League for a good four seasons, 19 or 1876 to 1879. And raise your hand if you know why they were kicked out. Just in case you don't, it's a great piece of trivia for any Cincinnati sports fan. The Reds were kicked out of the National League. That's right. They were expelled in 18 after the 1879 season because they refused to not play games on Sunday and they sold alcohol at the games. Yeah, the the world was a lot different back then, but that's why they were kicked out. And so a couple of years went by and they were unaffiliated, but they kind of had an amateur team going around playing and stuff and they were still really popular. And so the Red Stockings back then along with the team from New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh, all got together and said, let's make our own league. Not the Michael Scott Paper Company League, but the American Association. And in the first year of that brand new league, the Reds dominated. They were the champions. 
In fact, when you look at that team, they had one of the single greatest performances by a pitcher. 1882 was kind of crazy because you had, obviously back then, there were really only a couple of guys who pitched. And on Sabre.org, they have all of these great newspaper clippings and things like that from back then. You you can go to Sabre.org and look up American Association and they have a research project where they have newspaper clippings or notes from researchers who found newspaper clippings that they then uploaded to the site. And I was looking at some of them and that's how I found out that back in the baseball game of that day, whenever you saw the fact that you had guys starting almost every day, the other pitcher that pitched was called the change pitcher. So it's not as if they had a rotation. They had one guy who was your main pitcher, and then they had the other guy who would pitch a game or two here or there to give that guy a break. And in 1882, their main pitcher was a guy named Will White. If you go on baseballreference.com, you'll see Will White had a ridiculous season. Now, part of that is because he pitched so much. In 1882, he threw 480 innings. What? Yeah. I said it, 480 innings. That is a thing unheard of. I talk about this all the time when it comes to old pitching statistics. Like There'd be a manager that'd be fired if they asked a guy to do that nowadays, and uh, you wouldn't get to 480. You, You just wouldn't. But he started... 54 games. There were only two games that he didn't finish. There was, uh, so I mentioned the change pitcher. The change pitcher was Harry McCormick. He started, he pitched in 25 games, started all of those games. There was only one other guy, a guy named Harry Wheeler, who did any sort of relief pitching. And to tell you how much he was used, he pitched in a total of four games and had 21 innings pitched. There were some guys this past season, now granted it was a shortened season, but there were some pitchers in 2020 that had 21 innings pitched, but they had 21 appearances or 20 appearances, something around that. This dude only pitched in four games and he had 21 innings pitched. It's just phenomenal to see these numbers from back then. But Will White, as I mentioned, just had a bonkers year when you look at wins above replacement. He compiled 11 wins above replacement that season. That is one of the highest when you look at all-time seasons for the Reds. And, you know, being before 1900 kind of skews it a little bit, obviously, because he was pitching so much. But only Joe Morgan had an 11-win season for the Reds if you look at every other year. So it's, it's Will White, and Joe Morgan. And Will White actually is interesting because he pitched for the Reds whenever they were in the National League in the 1870s. And if you talk to Will White about his career and said, boy, you pitched 480 innings in 1882, he'd probably chuckle and say, yeah, in 1879, I pitched 680 innings. 680 innings. That's that's insane to me. There's just, those numbers are insane. But looking at the Red Stockings as a whole, the 1880s were very interesting. They started off with a championship, and while they were in the American Association for the eight years that they were there, only one of them was a losing season. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in just a minute, but this is all 1882 to 1889, the Cincinnati Red Stockings. If you go to baseballreference.com, that's where they start because they kind of break it up. They break up the original Cincinnati Red Stockings 
to the point when they were kicked out of the National League. And then the Cincinnati Reds page starts at 1882. So that's kind of what we're looking at here today. Before we continue with that, though, I wanted to point out this amazing deal with betonline.ag. If you go there today and you set up your account today and you use the promo code Locked On, you'll get 50% more on your initial deposit bonus. If you're like me and you love sports of all kinds, whether it be baseball, football, basketball, hockey, even some soccer now and then, you got to check out betonline.ag and use your sports knowledge to make yourself a couple of bucks. They've got all the best lines when you look at the sports tonight. Got great hockey lines, some NCAA basketball, something that I love to dive into, and also NBA basketball as well. And with the NFL playoffs kind of coming to a conclusion, they'll have some great lines. And I'm sure the prop list is just going to be never ending for the Super Bowl coming up here in a couple of weeks. So get your account set up for that Super Bowl at betonline.ag, the official sports gambling sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. And when you set it up, enter the promo code Locked On to get 50% more on that initial deposit bonus. Speaking of typing locked on, head over to rockauto.com. Get yourself a couple of parts for your car, and when you check out in the How'd You Hear About Us section, type in locked on to let them know that your pal Jeff sent you. Rockauto.com has all the best parts for your car because they've got all the parts that your car will ever need. I've said it before, if you're mechanically inclined, then they've got all the best brands. You can go and find your favorite brand for your favorite part for your car, whether you're needing some shocks, some struts, maybe some brakes, something like that, they can help you out. Or if you're mechanically declined, they can also help you find all the parts with their easy to use interface. Because you just pick your car company model, you pick your year, and they got a drop-down list of all the parts that they have for your car. And spoiler alert, they've got all the parts that your car will ever need. So check them out, rockauto.com. And when you hit the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. As we look back on the history of the Cincinnati Reds today, speaking of baseball history, I I was saddened to see the passing of the home run king, Hank Aaron. And when you talk about Hank Aaron, he does have a bit of a link to the Cincinnati Reds in that Marty Brenneman's first game ever that he ever called, the first regular season game that he ever called for the Cincinnati Reds, came on this historic moment. Outfield shaded around toward left for Aaron. Dillingham with a pause, the 3-1 pitch, swung on, long shot, into deep left field, Rose is back, and that ball is gone! A home run! Henry Aaron has just tied Babe Ruth's home run record of 714 with a cloud over the 375 marker in left field. The Braves are piling out of the dugout. The crowd is on its feet in mass here at Riverfront Stadium as Hank Aaron has just hammered a 3-1 pitch from Jack Billingham over the left field wall, and the Braves are out front 3-0. Hammer and Hank was 86 years old. And I tell you what, man, this last 
year and a half has just been absolutely devastating as a fan of the game to see all these legends passing away. But I guess that's what happens with the with the passing of time, and it just sucks to see that uh, these different guys that you read about as kids. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to see him play live, but these guys that you idolized looking back as a kid baseball player trying to figure out you know who was the best and all this other stuff and uh, seeing the news of Hank Aaron passing away was a real bummer today but let's take a look back um, continue our look back at Red's history today here we're looking at 1882 more specifically kind of the American Association years as a whole but 1882 specifically because the Reds actually won the championship back then now when you look back at 1882 they didn't have any sort of playoff series or anything like that there are only six teams in the league in 1882 so they just let the season speak for itself and the Reds actually won the season with a marginal, a, a pretty big margin lead over second place Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Athletics. Now they played 80 total games. Some teams didn't quite get to 80. The Reds had 80 games. They were 55 and 25, 11 and a half games ahead of the Athletics. The Athletics played 75 games. And then you look at the third place team, the Louisville Eclipse. They played 80 games and they finished a total of 14 games behind the Reds that year. It it was just a really good year for the Cincinnati Reds. They were able to score in bunches. They averaged over six runs a game. And then when you look on the pitching side of things, they way outpaced the rest of the league in ERA. Their team ERA for the year was 1.65. And we mentioned in the first half the performance of Will White that season. He was absolutely phenomenal. And then you look at the uh, hitting side of things. I mentioned they scored over six runs a game. They had guys like Bid McPhee. You'll, you'll know that name because he's in the Hall of Fame. What's funny though is he didn't really hit that well that year. He only batted 228. The guy that really led the team in batting average was Hick Carpenter, the third baseman. Now it's not as if a lot of guys really hit a lot of home runs back then. This wasn't a situation where you had guys hitting 15, 20, 25, even 30 home runs. I mean, the team lead in home runs in 1882 was one. And there were four guys that did it. No, sorry, five guys that had one home run. The most RBIs on the team came from Hick Carpenter. He had 67 RBIs. And even when you look at extra base hits, there weren't a ton of them. I mean, you're talking about guys that can pile, like Hit Carpenter had 120 total hits. He had a total of 21 extra base hits. Lots of singles. Lots of well-placed balls into the outfield, into the holes in the infield, and just getting guys on base, getting them over, and getting them in way back in the 1880s American Association. And I mentioned that year one, the American Association had six teams, and the Reds played a total of 80 games. During their eight-year tenure in the association, the Reds played 80 games in year one, 98 games in year two, then 112 games in years three and four, 141 games in year five, 136 games in year six, 137 games in year seven, and 141 again in year eight. There was lots of mixed around. Obviously, they didn't have lights back then, so they didn't have night games. So I'm guessing there were games that were rained out due to or rained out. There were games that were called due to darkness and things like that. But then also the fluctuation of total teams. In year one, they had six. 
Year two, they had eight. Year three, they had 13 teams. Year four, eight. And then for the rest of the Reds' tenure in the association, there were only eight teams in the league. And with that, I I mentioned that they only had one losing season, and that was in 1886. 1886 is also an interesting year because there was a funny story, and this was on a fan-sided website called dogoday.com. And, you know, it kind of talks about dogs and sports and things like that. Well, they had a funny story about the Red Stockings in 1886. On August 22nd of 1886, the Cincinnati Red Stockings lost a game to the Louisville Colonels there in Louisville because of a stray dog. The story says that for much of the game, a dog was sleeping in the outfield, and whenever the Red Stockings center fielder, Abner Powell, went to catch a fly ball, it woke up the stray dog, and he ran out and grabbed Powell's left leg and wouldn't let go. And so he, Powell wasn't able to catch the fly ball, and it turned into an inside-the-park home run for Louisville hitter Chicken Wolf. Yeah, now that's a name. Chicken Wolf. But this let him get an inside the park home run, and the Louisville Colonels ended up winning 5-4. to four. Now, I mentioned that 1886 was the Red Stockings' only losing season in the American Association, so it's not as if that one game really tipped them over the edge or anything like that. In fact, they finished fifth out of the eight teams, 27 and a half games back, with a record of 65-73. and 73. But that's just kind of a kind of a funny story. And then much for the last three years in the American Association, they fought with the St. Louis team. Now, they weren't called the Cardinals back then. They were the Brown Stockings. Now, they were the Brown Stockings at least in 1882, and then they just shortened it to Browns. They were the St. Louis Browns all the way up until 1900. In fact, even when they joined the National League in 1892, they still retained the Browns name. Now, in 1899, they changed the team name from the St. Louis Browns to the St. Louis Perfectos. Could you imagine if the Reds' hated rival were called the Perfectos? That would be interesting. But yeah, the uh, wonderful hated Cardinals used to be called the St. Louis Browns. And uh, my my listeners who are also Bengals fans will know what I'm talking about there. But anyway, (laughs) it's just interesting to look at way back history for baseball with the sport being so old, with the Reds being so old, and looking back at these times, 1882 through 1889, the Reds were in the American Association. They were the class of the league in year one, and then they never won the league again. Uh, They were always competitive. They were fighting with the Browns, like I said, in the last three years. Although in 1889, the Red Stockings' final year in the American Association, the Brooklyn Bridegrooms won the league. I know we all remember that Bridegrooms team, right? They had guys named Hub and Germany and Oyster and Darby. Baseball names were just better back then. But yeah, the Bridegrooms uh, eventually became known as this team called the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I think we we all know what we think about that team. But yeah, that is the Reds. A, a brief look, obviously not an exhaustive look, but a brief look at the Cincinnati Red Stockings and the American Association. Look them up. Look some more stuff up. Saber.org has so many great resources looking at way back history like this. And they've got some great stuff too. And you you can see all of the newspaper clippings and how they, they, the way that they approach different words back then, they 
they put a dash in between base and ball, and that was always great. And they put a dash in tomorrow. They, they two and then morrow. English has changed, man. It it's changed. All right, that's going to do it though for us here today on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Like I mentioned earlier, on Monday, John Bitzer from BaseballTradeValues.com joins me to talk about how to evaluate trades, how to look at all of these different things. We even dive into the fake reported trade of Luis Castillo going to the New York Yankees. We talk about all of that and more on Monday's episode of the Lockdown Reds podcast. You're not going to miss that. Also, get in your questions, comments. I got all kind of stuff on the Lockdown Reds line. We'll definitely do some Jeff's junk mail next week. Also, maybe talking some prospects with Lockdown MLB prospects host Aram Layton. You're not going to want to miss that either. It's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of Locked On MOB Prospects, go check that podcast out on whatever podcast you're currently, on whatever podcasting provider you're currently listening to me on. You can also find Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by Aram Layton. He has a daily look at each farm system and what's going on with the prospects in the league. But that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you again. And I am going to talk to you all very soon. Hope you have a great weekend. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.